Hey everybody, I'm Sean. I'm Dame. And this is Cue the Movie, the show where two best friends get together and talk about movies and uh, basically give you our opinions to let you know whether or not they're worth checking out for yourself. We go through a cycle of new releases, dumpster-worthy films, Oscar-worthy films, and things that we've never seen before or like a dealer's choice. All right. Hope you enjoy. Cue the Movie. All right. What's up, gentlemen? What's up, friends? Going on, sirs? Good sirs? Back again, Mr. Brian Williams. Thank you for uh, for watching uh, our, our movie this week. Sound the of Stroker Metal. Ace. Thank yeah. you for having me back. My favorite moniker of my yeah. guy created, the Stroker Ace. <laughs> Stroker Ace. Yeah, this was our Oscar-worthy week, and we are, what, probably like, what, three weeks away from the Oscars? Probably three weeks to the day. And counting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sound of Metal was nominated for Best Picture amongst other things so good to actually watch a enjoyable movie Sean had me out here watching Mortal Engines and you suggested Mortal Engines Southland Tales I, I, it, I, I, I thought, I thought it was entertaining it wasn't great it was entertaining enough it made no sense I hated that movie it was so stupid <laughs> Wonder Woman but 84. That's all I got to say. Uh, I actually bought that movie yesterday. Oh, boy. I bought it yesterday. It's good. Of course you did. Of course you did. did. Although secretly, Mm -hmm. I may buy it too, but if I do, I won't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's let's dive in. What are are people's... uh, What was your initial connection to this film? Brian. Um, Yeah. Initial connection? I had... I had seen it on Amazon a few times, just passed by it. It didn't really seem like anything I would particularly want to watch. Because I'm more into action movies, entertainment movies. But I uh, watched it for the the review today. And I have to tell you, I'm very impressed with it. Very, very impressed with the movie so far. And it's very enjoyable for them to watch. And how they, I love the way how it was filmed in terms of how they just, they dive you into it. And you immediately connect with the character the main character so yeah i i yeah. i honestly yeah. really love the movie yeah yeah they did they did make you kind of connect immediately um sean uh for me in uh in terms of my connection honestly i had, i listened to a podcast called the slash film cast and you know they'll basically review a new movie every week and so 2020 has been kind of tough on them because not a lot of shit came out in theaters uh, so, but, you know, this movie was released on Amazon Prime, which I'm assuming that's the only way to watch it at this juncture. Uh, so I had heard about it through them, but I skipped over that episode because I'm like, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to listen to a podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I know, uh, you suggested it a while back. And so like, that was really it for, for my connection. So, um, what about you? Uh, yeah, similar. I was, um scrolling through Amazon to watch my my binge show, The Expanse, and then I kept seeing under the Amazon originals, it had One Night in Miami and it had The Sound of Metal, and so after I'd finished watching the episode of The Expanse, I saw the trailers for both of those, and I was like, oh, The Sound of Metal looks pretty pretty good. I might have to add that to my watch list for later. Yeah. So. Similar to Brian, like, I had, like, no real desire to see it outside of okay, it's getting the Oscar buzz, and then we were going to talk about it. Because, I mean, I'm not a death metal music fan. Uh, 
typically don't like watching movies about music that I don't listen to, uh, only because I don't have a good musical ear. So I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I, I'm pretty sure, like, as the film was going on, he was wearing all these different shirts with different bands on them. I'm like, are those, like, real bands? Are they these supposed to be Easter eggs or what? <laughs> so I just don't have a lot of the, that connection. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, from an artistic standpoint, phenomenal. But from a musical standpoint, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, and, like, obviously, like, heavy heavy metal is, like, not my forte. And so, like, that initial... Um rock scene in the beginning i was like this is like if i had to listen to this for like the entire movie i was like uh, i don't know if i can watch this <laughs> but um i, I was i was like I'll, I'll push past it in order to, to to see what the film is about yeah yeah so yeah well let's jump into it brian what was your initial thoughts at the very beginning like i said i um i think the first like 15 minutes it grabs you so quickly because it gets the it gets the story going. Like it's no no lag time, no background. They do this they do the show, you see his connection with his girlfriend, and then next thing you know, he's deaf. And yeah. how they yeah, do it, it quick. They they do it in a way that like it makes you instantly connect with the character because this it they tell it from his perspective, like, all right, you can't hear anything. He's just walking around like what's going on and immediately like connection, like you can feel it why he's frustrated because it's frustrating watching parts of the movie where, well, you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. because he's deaf and the sound is bad. You're like, well, what is this? Like, yeah. well, this is what he's experiencing. And so that part to me was like, yeah, yeah. The, exactly. The absolute best. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. I mean, it started out, you know, the film just starts out with just jarring sounds. You know what I mean? Obviously he's playing the drums, but just, I don't know if y'all could pick up on it, but it almost seemed like the background noise was at a higher level throughout almost the entire film. And I was like, God, like this shit's annoying me at first. And then, you know, the shitty music, because I'm not a death metal fan either. True. Um, you know, and you could kind of tell like when she was like trying to sing or whatever the fuck she was doing, rapping or screaming. Yeah, whatever that, whatever yeah. death metal that's, people do. Yes. <laughs> It was kind of muffled, and I was like, at first, I'm like, damn, like, am I not supposed to hear this? I was thinking the same this, thing. Yeah, I'm like, is thing. this supposed to be like from his perspective? And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, Brian, it, you you get sucked in pretty much immediately, and when it does make that jump to him just being like deaf immediately, I think if you had been kind of paying attention to the sound you kind of would have known it was coming if you had yeah. no idea what this movie was about. I think you would have known it was coming. Yeah, and like, I, I have a personal connection to this film because, like, um, for, over the past couple of years, like, I've noticed um, a decrease in hearing in my right ear, and, like, I've been getting it tested every year just to kind of track its progress. And, like, I remember, like, when I first started noticing that, it, it was a feeling like my ears just needed to pop, like you get off an airplane or something. And so I kept trying to like blow a nose. Like that scene when he was in the trailer, like when he first woke up, it was like, yeah, I got to try to like, like there's something wrong here. Like, hear yeah, like that, that kind of connected to me. Yeah. But I did, I did notice exactly what you said in the beginning. I was like, I chalked it up to it just being that type of music that they were doing. Cause I was like, I can't understand a word that this woman is saying right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hear loud ambient sounds, but maybe that's all this heavy metal is supposed to be. Um, but yeah, like definitely when they they leaned into it on the next time, 
um, he started to like kind of like zone out when he was um, like listening to people talking. He was like, "Oh mm-hmm. fuck, you know, like something something may be wrong here." Yeah, like I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm in it. I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes." It did seem uh, he did have some like addict personalities that I I I started to see right away in terms of, like yeah. he was kind of tweaking out like scratching a little bit i was like okay yes. so i'm sure he at some point had some kind of uh substance uh problem that he had dealt with and then mm-hmm. that that kind of came into light later when they were discussing like i guess they were each other's or i think either they were doing drugs together when they met or they basically saved each other from doing drugs i think that's <laughs> the latter because i mean he, when when he first got to that community he was like Hey, how long, you know, have you been sober? And he was like, four years. And then he was like, how long have you been with Lou? And he was like, four years. So I years. assume that they met in rehab or something in, like in a group is. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, like, there were so many things that this film kind of alluded to that I kind of wish we got more of only because I wonder what the rest of this dude's story is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I understand why they didn't show it because this is the most important part of his life. So this is, we're just seeing this snapshot in his life. So I, I like that, but that was one of them where they was like, okay, uh, yeah, we've been together for four years and we've also been sober for four years. Um, but yeah, Sean, to your point, I kind of picked up on the, the addict thing pretty early. And then when she called Hector, I was like, oh, this must be his like sponsor or something. Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah, that, that I kind of made that connection pretty quick. Yeah, see, at um, first I thought that um, Hector's maybe their manager. Like, oh well, she's the manager. Like, oh well, then who's this Hector person? And he's recommending places for him to go. So yeah, <laughs> it was a attic thing. Yeah, and I think one of the scenes they showed the first time he woke her up and he made breakfast and stuff. He showed her arm and she had been scratching her arm. That was kind of her thing. Yeah, I picked that too. Like, so, I picked that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there's some maybe some type of abuse, drug abuse going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that trailer, like one of my favorite shots that was kind of reoccurring was like that shot from like inside the trailer that kind of showed it from the back to the front. It was just, it just seemed so like empty and lonely. They showed it like three times. And I was like, man, like this dude, like he's fighting for his bond to music and his hearing, obviously, but like he's not, he don't have it good right now no, but then of no. course no they're you know, living in the, the trailer the addiction and stuff yeah yeah and like, I, I think um <clears throat> i think that kind of came into play it, it was like a a big theme of the film of in terms of acceptance of like what was happening um he was still trying to hang on to you know i, I think he loved this woman and he felt that his only tie to her was through his music and i guess his hearing which allowed him to do his music, right? Like he was, he, he was constantly trying to figure out ways that they could continue to, to perform together, which I, I think he did come up with a couple of good suggestions that may have worked in the future. But I, yeah. I think um, ultimately they were unhealthy for each other. And fortunately, mm-hmm. I, I think they realized it in the end and kind of came to terms with that. But yes. Yeah. yeah and I mean, she, um, when she even when she left after his initial hearing issue, um, it was almost like like they needed each other, but at the same time, somebody had to make the hard decision 
so they could kind of be saved. But yeah. it was almost like a, to me, I was like, oh shit, how's this going to end? Because clearly they met in, in uh, rehab or in, in a meeting or something. Somewhere, yeah. Like, are they both going to slip back or what? So I like at the end how they kind of, how they showed it. Of like, all right, they both looked better being apart. Like, she didn't look all the weird with the, yeah. the, the blind yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. She looked like a regular, like, all right, he looks funky type person. <laughs> And then the first night they're yeah. back together. Yeah, like, I, like the first couple parts of the movie, I was like, what is wrong with her face? Because <laughs> she had blotted, something like, about her face. I don't like it. What's going on? She had bleached out <laughs> eyebrows, and so you couldn't really see them all the time. So they got real close, and you can see a little girl back. But then immediately when they got back together, it's so happy to see each yeah, other, and she starts scratching weird. again. And so then he's like, he's realizing, like, well, damn, maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe this is not so good. And then, like, the very last scene where he has, it seems like he has an epiphany, like, you know what? The, the guy was telling me about silence and, and, like, being silent and being still. It's like he just immediately got it at that point, yeah. that moment after um, he's walking around Paris. Which they didn't kind of explain how he got to Paris, yeah. but that's here. It's a little small little detail. He, he found he found a way. He like yeah. sucks some penises, jacks some people off, <laughs> gets a little little, little train fare. <laughs> I had to Man, take so it there. his whole life. He sold his uh, whole life to get back to her. We get this implants. He did. He did. He did. He did. It was such a it's such a sad that scene. Got, got twenty six grand for that trailer though. Yeah, because he he basically like you said he he wiped out everything he had everything, just to get the yeah. implants because he thought that that's what what he needed to to be with her. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of got vibes of um, Requiem for a Dream, only only in the sense that like um, in, in that movie, like Marlon Wayans and like Jennifer Connelly were kind of hanging out together, homeless, and it turns out that like Jennifer Connelly was like rich. <laughs> it was like she yeah. just pretended to be homeless, and like th- this kind of gave me similar vibes. He was like, yeah, like we've been living, you know, kind of this like rough lifestyle for a while but come to find out like her dad is like loaded loaded it was like yeah. he said it too he's like oh yeah her okay. dad's rich he's like well so yeah. then the dad kind of explains it well thank you for saving my daughter and you know her mom yeah. she broke up her mom took her away i'm like well this seems like she chose to live this i don't say vagrant lifestyle because they it was something they had done together and they liked it and it worked for them at the time but it was very apparent that yeah, when yeah. she got to, to, to Paris and was like, you know what? I kind of like this. Kind of like not having to, yeah. to slum it out and try to figure out what we're doing with this tour. Because it feel like when they mentioned the tour, that's one of the triggers for her. She's like, oh, the tour, we got to do this. She seemed very yep. stressed yep. by that. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely seemed like um, it seemed like they had both been moving forward. But like she had definitely started moving on a different path because I guess she had initially started singing when she went to Paris, but then I guess she started doing something else, and then he had kind of got there and was still under the mindset, oh, well, she was just waiting for me to get here so we can kind of pick up where we left off. And then, like you said, as soon as she, uh, as soon as he mentioned, like, yeah, let's go back on tour X, Y, and Z, like it immediately went back to was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to go yeah. back to that life. <laughs> I think it was, you know, what her father was talking about was when her mother passed, like it was, maybe it was bringing every, uh, her her previous life was all based on like a gut or knee jerk reaction to her mother passing, it seemed like. Yeah. And she just kind of went on this downward spiral because she couldn't handle that. Um, but let's uh, jump back to 
when he first got to like the deaf community? Like, what did y'all think about that? I, I thought, um, and it, it may just be myself, but I'm in general, um, open and I like to say respective all communities. And when he went there, I was like, Oh, this place looks super nice. And pe- people are like super welcoming and all that. And I could just mm-hmm. tell on his face that he didn't want to be there. And I was like, I yeah. just know he's going to do something that's going to like, like wrong someone or like piss someone off. And it's just like, I, I needed him to understand. And, and granted, like I, I haven't been in that situation, fortunately, but I needed him to understand like these people have been living like this, um, challenged life for a while. Like, like just because your problems are like recent, like doesn't make your life any harder than theirs are. So like, I I didn't see. I knew that he wasn't going to go in with that mentality, and, and yeah, that's how it worked out. Yeah, what about you? I feel like he tried though. I feel like he did try, but his whole mindset was he had to get back mm-hmm. to Lou. That was his driving motivation. Yeah, because he was actually yeah. thriving there when he was doing that the work. Yeah, he made a connection with the kids. He learned sign language. He he, he, he started, he was. and then he just like, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. He he started creeping back and breaking the going, not not following the process and checking in on her, see what she's doing, and that drove it. And that's what the guy was like. Well, you sound like a yeah. junkie right now. Yeah, like yeah. the guy even said at the beginning it was like, I want you to understand that if you're here, we're here to fix this, like not to try to fix your ears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean this. Honestly, this was like the the my most favorite part of the movie. Like the whole time he was trying to acclimate to this community or whether he was really trying or not. I mean, I felt like he was, but I mean, when he first got there, like I think that's when the initial gut punch happened for me. Because from that moment on, I was on the fucking brink of tears for the rest of the movie. And not going to lie to you, I was, I was holding him back because, I mean, y'all know me. And, you know, we're, we're brothers. We've known each other for a long time. And y'all know I have like, you know, kind of controlling tendencies every now and again. And the good part about that is, is, you know, with y'all being my family, I'm comfortable being myself around you, comfortable being vulnerable with you guys. And, you know, seeing him get there, it was stripping away level, levels of control almost at every juncture. Um, like when he had to take his keys and his phone and even when when the guy he was just like you know he's trying to do something right like hey I'm gonna fix your 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 gutters or whatnot on your roof who's like no, you know uh, that I, I view that as the guy seeing like okay you're just trying to distract yourself from the issues at hand and because it, it seemed like he was pissed at first like why are you trying to fix like you don't need to fix anything and like so what you're gonna do every morning is go up in this room drink your coffee and you're gonna sit there you're just gonna sit and you're gonna write. And I was like, holy fuck, my anxiety skyrocketed because I'm like, I couldn't do it. We so I, do it. I immediately took the, the the roof fixing scene. I understood why the guy was pissed because I, I I think he was trying to set up a community where like nobody felt that they were broken. And so like I he was trying to re- reinforce like no one needs to be fixed. No one or no, no thing um, needs to be fixed here. Yeah. I mean... That's, I mean, that's the interesting, you know, core or connection because, you know, my my understanding of that scene was he's trying to do something to kind of distract himself from the fact that he's not doing what he's normally able to do. Uh, 
So, because I mean, I know I, I think I tend, have a tendency to do that. Like when, like, there's a lot of shit that's bothering me, a lot of stuff that's on my mind. I'll t- tend to distract myself with something else, do to do something else, just even if it's a mindless task. So maybe that's why I made that connection. But that's, that's why it, I thought about it, it can it can be both because from the guy's perspective, he's he just gets there and and what he can't really communicate with anybody. They're always having these full blown conversations that he's not privy to because he doesn't mm-hmm. do the sign language. And so he feels anxious. And so at the same time, he goes, well, I don't want to feel anxious, so I'm just going to figure out something to do. And then it's like Sean said, the guy's like, well, you're not here because you're broken. You're here because you need an adjustment. You need to deal with this. Yeah. And I yeah. think something that's something that oh, I yeah. do the same thing. The guy is like, hey, work is stressful. I find something else to do outside of work and that made me think about work. You know, it's a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, yeah. like, no, you yeah. can sit up here, take in a silence, and deal with it. And that's why I thought that yeah, the yeah. last scene was very powerful. And then he's walking around Paris and the, the implants, it sounded like bad stereo. I don't know how you, I feel like it that did. was worse. It did. I feel like the implants seemed worse. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was painful to listen to. It was it painful was. to listen to. So I can only imagine yeah. like what he was actually hearing. And so yeah. then when he finally just like, you know what? I'm just going to take this, take this out and just deal with me not being over here. And I was like, you know, that's it. So yeah, I I made those same connections. So I think both those perspectives are right. It's just with the main characters in with him versus his uh, I guess you call him a caregiver, overseer. Yeah, and you know the other scene that that kind of was still in that same vein was when he was in the room. I don't know if it was the first time or the second time, but I mean he had his coffee and he had his donut and he smashed the donut I and then that. started like reshaping it. Yeah, and smash it again. Yeah, yeah. I felt that scene so oh, much. Yeah. I don't know why I felt it. Like, because yeah. you can feel the frustration of it all. Like, he's just got there, yeah, and all mm-hmm. this stuff's going on. He can't hear, and he came to communicate with the people that he's supposed to be here with. And he's like, yeah. he smashed. Like, I shouldn't so, do this, but we'll do it again. So I, <laughs> yeah, I agree that he was frustrated. I, I think I took away from that scene not that he couldn't communicate with the people who were there, but that was him really trying to come to come to grips with the situation I, I think being forced to go into this room and just sit in silence and reflect and or write and reflect about like this is what has happened this is life now and like that moment just building up a lot of anger in him to like kind of smash smash that donut that poor defenseless donut and then <laughs> never like, smashed it before yeah. Sean? he said have I smashed a donut before <laughs> 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 but uh yeah like I, I i took it as him like all right yes i'm, I'm angry i'm upset and then i was kind of confused because i never really saw him sitting or writing like i guess they didn't really focus a lot like, in those initial days that that was kind of his chore to do um because there was that scene and then it would immediately cut to him going to the school right and interacting yeah. with the with the kids and the, and the teachers and he definitely seemed to be more open and responsive to them um mm-hmm. and not really so much with the the stillness piece but but i guess yeah. to your point brian that that kind of came later when he was like, all right i wasn't really listening to what the guy was saying but like now it kind of makes sense now let me mm-hmm. embrace this the stillness yeah i mean when i saw that donut scene he like smashed it and then reshaped it right so immediately what came to mind is like destroy and reshape like you got to break down 
what's here to be able to build something new. Because I never seen nobody. I seen people like smash a donut or or throw a donut or whatever, but I never seen anybody like smash it back up together into a different shape. And then the like you said, Sean, the next scene was him with these kids, and so it's almost like he's got to relearn. I mean, it's 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 very much like he's got to relearn, yeah. you yes. know. But it's that donut scene was sort of like a foreshadowing or an allegory for the fact that you literally have to go back to school. And, you know, even there were little scenes where, you know, the kids were kind of laughing a little bit. And I was like, man, just like everything is. But they're talking about it. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I did too at first. I did too. The one I little kid yeah. um, they had the slide scene with. I like yeah, the sure yeah. kids talking about him, laughing at him. Yeah. Like, he was just an adult that has to be in here learning this. I know I do sign language since I was three years old. So, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but I actually thought that it, it was it was probably in his benefit that um he had met that group of kids because um to my earlier point I think that kind of helped put things into perspective like hey like these kids have this condition also um and like they're like moving on with it's so, like if if they can do it I can do it and like my again like my problems aren't bigger than their problems. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think he was going to do as well as he did at the rehab place. I thought, Same. and I know it ended badly, but it, it ended in a way that I didn't expect. I thought he was going to have more challenges with it. But it seemed like once he got there and then he was like, okay, well, I have to do this. And he did it. And he seemed to be thriving. Yeah. And that's what a guy I, was seeing very sad. I, mm-hmm. I do think a miss, um, and it could have been for drama or it could have been just a scene that wasn't quite there. But I do think a miss in the program director is when he took his keys and his his phone um i think he could have done a better job explaining like why i'm taking these things from you because i don't think um he really associated he's taking my phone and my keys because he doesn't want me to communicate uh with this outside world and to kind of like take my attention away from the from the healing process but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think he kind of alluded that to that the first time they met I mean, he said that, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, you you know, when he was saying, like, you know, Lou wouldn't be able to be here. You know, he was asking her, does she have somewhere else to go? Uh, you know, you won't be able to, you know, talk and stuff like that on, on the phone. He, he did kind of say that. And, you know, to your point, Brian, like, whenever there is some sort of, you know, like rehab or um, AA meeting or something, you always have that expectation that, there's going to be a break and somebody's going to fall off, right? Yeah, I, I think that the filmmakers kind of they kind of gave you doses of that because I mean he would do stuff like he would sneak away, but then he would go send his girl an email, uh, or yeah. he'd go he sneak never, away he and never he's trying relapsed, to sell like shit. in terms of he never did um, heroin or something like that. He never no he yeah. had addict tendencies because usually it seems like in with people with addicts they find something else to be addicted to that's not as harmful. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what yeah. that's what Lou was to him. That was his addiction was her. And yeah, maybe they were trying to say they weren't good for each other, even though they weren't. I guess there's worse things they could be doing with each other. But maybe it's yeah. uh, or I guess another thing that came out um codependency. They're codependent yeah. on each other. Yeah, true. And and like um, the the program director, he he hit the nail on the head with when um. Riz went, went up to him and was like, yo, I, I need to borrow some money for you to like do X, Y, and Z. You know, just, he was like, you sound a lot like an addict right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And he's yeah. like, wait, what? What? No, no, no. It's like, yeah. listen to what you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. When, he, when it happened, I was like, he's not an addict. I was like, well, that sounds very much like an addict yeah. would say. So I'm like, well, I can understand why he's, he sold all this stuff and he yeah. asked me for money. He's going to pay it back to you, which I don't know how. But yeah. <laughs> after he said, I was like, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, the program director, he was, he was correct. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that as part of the beauty of this film is, I mean, just a simple, you never ever saw him do drugs, like never outside of smoking cigarettes. Like you never saw that. And so I think in my mind, I was always waiting for that break back into, you know, heroin. I mean, even when somebody asked him like, what drugs do you do? He was like, all of them. (laughs) What drugs did you do? Uh, He's like everything. Um, I was just waiting for something, but it, it, it never came. And so, you know, when you to your point, when he was sitting there asking him for money and the dude was like, you sound like an addict. I was just like, damn, like they got me because I didn't even see the addict tendency. I was just like, this nigga just had his hearing ripped away. He's scratching and clawing and trying to get it back as best as he can. Yeah. Uh, so at first I didn't even make the connection. But yeah, I don't know. That shit was good. That shit was good. That scene when he was... uh playing on the slide and the little kid was just like laying there listening yeah, to it. I was I, like, man, I was I got a little misty there because I was like, yeah. this is probably, that was probably one of the first times that he was like, I can actually communicate to someone. Like, they, they were all like feeling the slides to like hear each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty nice. Yeah. This might be a little far-fetched. It seemed like the teacher was kind of eyeing him a little bit too. Yeah. I'm she not going to lie couple, and I'm, I'm sure like, my girlfriend, like, hey. I was going to yeah. say, I'm sure my girlfriend <laughs> would hear this podcast at some point, but like, that teacher was hot. Yeah, like, yeah, she is. Yeah. I was like, she she's a pretty she's a pretty woman. I was like, hey, Miss Diane. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I feel no, bad that... like, man, I hope I was thinking the whole time. Like, I hope he decides to just like stay with the community because it seemed yeah, like yeah, he was yeah. doing like very, very well there. He was, was doing well to your he... point. I, I I thought he had some chemistry with that teacher. I thought they were gonna get together. I was like, I mean, I know Lou is your girl, but like I don't think Lou is good for you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the teacher kind of looked at him a couple you know, times. They kind of had back. a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I don't know if it, if that was on purpose, like that for her to you know like kind of give that vibe or yeah. or what. But maybe I, really or she's maybe supposed just to be nurturing guys. because she's a teacher. Yeah, maybe because I was just like, man, like man, he about to smash. <laughs> I, I for sure I thought Lou was but, in Paris living a different life. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I right. thought she was still rocking out. Um, I guess that one video when she was like, what, singing to kids or something? I was like, she doesn't look rock- rocky anymore. Yeah. yeah. I and then when she came weird. to the house, I was like, you look like a totally different person right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally different. Totally different. Um, but yeah, when he went back to the community to ask that dude for money or to tell him like, hey, you know, I'm back. Um, when a teacher was like, you're important to a lot of people here. I was like, oh man, that would that that almost got me because I was like, shit, like this dude is scratching and clawing to get everything back that he had before, not realizing that on this journey he's positively impacted other people. I mean, you saw like the chick, you know, who he was kind of kicking it with to help sell his stuff. Yeah, yeah. he, he had drew a her tattoo, that tattoo or something, or and she actually got yeah, it. She yeah, she got it. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, man. You can be so 
you know, driven towards the things that matter or that you think that matter. And while while you're on this road to this this goal, you can, you know, make an impact in other people's lives. And that that shit kind of got me. I think maybe because I haven't, you know, been home in a long time and, you know, I'm out here, you know, obviously, you know, trying to be successful. And, and it's just like, man, fuck, I miss my, my people, you know, and, uh, you know, you don't realize the, the the impact of doing this over here and how it. It, it, it affects other things over here on this other side. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that one guy was kind of like, I was yeah, like, so everybody saw it except Oof. him. A guy offered him a job. Like, listen, like you said, people see what you're doing around here. They, they acknowledge it. They, they want you to be here. Yeah. And he was like, well, I want to be with Luke. Yeah. And he went and got this implant. And then the implant didn't work out so well for him. I was like, man. Yeah. He yeah, did but- all this stuff. And it's just like, no one told you that like, it was going to sound like bad stereo. To, to, to go back to your, uh, your your comments about the smashing of the donut, like I feel like that that scene at the end where he like um, t- took his implants out or took the things out, yeah, was like him starting to reform that donut. I, I think it took him mm-hmm. um, a the surgery not going well, the surgery going well, but not um, quite as he expected, and B him seeing that his his woman had moved on and or that the two of them were better off apart um it took those things for him to like really fall apart so that he could start to build himself back up yeah and that last scene yeah. it really made me i really like what happened next right okay i know I like know. you said then you, to your point you said well they only needed to focus on this part of his life but it really left me wanting like okay I wonder what happens after this because he has nothing like at that point, he has nothing. Yeah. I, he can't I, go back I to the like community. To hope, I would like to believe that he went back to that community, but that's just wishful thinking. Yeah, he couldn't. I, I well, he couldn't. He, could, he, could, he had to pay you know. for it then because he was there on essentially like a, a scholarship, and he had donated funds from a church that sponsored him being there. Yep. And then he didn't really yeah. accept the job that they had offered him. So, and then how he left, the guy asked him to leave because, well, you try to fix something that we don't think needs to be fixing people are just who they are yeah and so i guess i would in my mind how i like to have disney endings and everything work out perfectly i I would like to see him go back to the community and he gives his story about you know where we aren't broken and he shows like okay i got these implants and it didn't work out for me and i'd rather be here that'd be my perfect ending in my mind but we don't know because he had nothing i don't know how he got to paris yeah yeah, the father may have, uh, you know, financed him to come there because of what he told him, you know, how yeah. you saved my daughter's life. So and there's about to be a party and they're celebrating her success or whatnot. So, yeah, you can come through. But, you know, it was probably one of those. like, All right. You ain't got to go home. You got to get the hell up out of here <laughs> type of deals. But, his, yeah, his dad speaks to him was very, uh, uh, man, so very much he, so like, thank you for what you've done. Not like what you're going to do. I got this now. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna exactly. I I did yeah. pick up that tone too of like you like she's doing really good right now. I appreciate yeah. you what you did for her back then, but like you're a bad influence for her. So yep. you can say hello, but you need to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I definitely got that vibe. And, and you know, honestly, I think you know this this movie went away from a lot of the normal tropes. That, that films typically will have. I mean, he didn't 
outside of his initial reaction to him losing his hearing, I mean, he didn't like hurt anybody. He didn't blow up. He didn't say some hurtful shit. You know, he didn't fall back into using again. And I appreciated that. I mean, it was just like, he's just a lost soul, like really trying to figure shit out. Not all lost souls are going to be dangerous. Not all lost souls are going to be assholes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it just like, it, it affected me a lot because it made it more relatable, more realistic. And it created a level of suspense for me because I know what movies tend to do. And so yeah. I'm expecting it. And But it, you know, a lot of that stuff didn't happen. And even when he first got the implants and the first, like, it sounded like shit, right? And then she made an yeah. adjustment and it sounded a little bit better. But like, and I was like, oh, shit, there's like hope. Shit, though. So, and yeah. So I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew as soon as they did it, I was like, he's, he's expecting to get what he lost, but it's never going to be that way. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I was just waiting for her, the doctor to tell him, I was like, hey, like, you need to like level set your expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they could have that before surgery. Like, you know, after they showed him shaving his ear off and stuff, like, you know, <laughs> they could they have a consultation. Yeah. Like, hey, by the yeah. way, your, your, your hearing is going to sound like bad stereo. Yeah. But, and, I don't know, man. Like that, that was that was heartbreaking. But because it, it literally like that second adjustment, I'm like, okay, it still sounds like shit, but it's a little bit better. Maybe the next one will be fine. And she made another one, and it's saying it still sounded <laughs> like, like that shit. is the adjustment. He told Lou, "Oh, you sounded like, yeah. great when she was singing." Like, ooh, did she sound great? Because I couldn't tell from <laughs> right. your perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I I saw that as him trying to like um like either save face or like show a strong appearance because like he clearly couldn't hear anything yeah um like he could I, I think he could pick up like small bits of words but like he couldn't really hear them singing like he couldn't really hear what was going on when he was walking through the party and like people were trying to like introduce themselves to him and large mm-hmm. crowds too many different sounds when you couldn't differentiate between yeah them. yeah yeah that's one thing there was about the film they just the sound i'm oh, sorry no go yeah. ahead yeah. No, I was saying I like how the film used sound to to draw you into the world and make the connection with them. It did. That's because oh, yeah. yeah. they do a very good job of that throughout uh, throughout the entire film. Of like, well, yeah, you just imagine if you you can easily imagine if this is what it sounds like on the on the film. What does it sound like to this person? Yeah. And how frustrating would yeah. that be to to one day wake up and you this is what this was your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you know he he reacted. Better than most, you know. He, I know he had to yeah, see when he yeah. kind of smashed stuff up, but and that was one moment out of like many of being very right, frustrated, right. not being able to hear anybody, and having to. And I think a lot of times it was kind of weird that all right, everybody has phones and, and, and technology, they refuse to like text it and show it to him. They just like they just start talking to him, like, all right, well, he can't hear you, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that natural, like, I'm going to do what's natural and not even consider the fact that you can't hear shit. <laughs> yeah. And then and Lou, she'd but write, this, like, this she'd movie. have a whole sentence and then she'd write mm-hmm. two words. Like, well, you there's way more that was said than just those two words. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the film did another thing, too. And I don't know if it's just, you know, like, I mean, there were certain scenes where you could kind of see what was being wrote down. But a lot of that shit, you still couldn't see. And I think it was just, you know, further yes. pulling you out. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, like, I don't He He's got to be, like, absolutely terrified because he don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, this film better win the Oscar for best sound because oh, sure. oh yeah, it's, it should it's get got the best to. sound. Yeah, um, I, I think Riz got nominated for for best actor here, right, or best supporting. Yep. Um, yeah, best actor. Yep. What What do you two think his chances are for that? Um, I mean that's a good question. I, um, I, I gotta pull up the nominees because I don't know. Yeah, I wanna. I'll pull up the nominees. So let's see here. But like on the whole, um, like. I, I I think he embodied um I, I think he embodied an individual who will be going through that. Like I, I, I think I could see what um like the the stress, the uncertainty in his future and kinda like mm-hmm. there, there was a there was a clear moment of fear like when it was first happening, right? Like I, I could see that on his face. Like he portrayed yeah. that well. Yeah. Yeah, his facial expressions were we're on point. Um, so here's here's he's he's up against uh, Stephen Yun from uh, for Minari, Gary Oldman for Mank, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Chadwick Boseman in My Rainey's Black Bottom. So those four, in addition to him, so are nominated. Chadwick Boseman shouldn't count. Like I, I know people are gonna put him in there because he unfortunately passed away. But like My Rainey's Black Bottom was terrible. So. I <laughs> his performance in it was terrible, so I, I think I don't, he got nominated I don't think off his performance of, was terrible. I, I didn't particularly like the movie. I don't think his performance was bad. He was the only he he was the only person speaking the whole movie. So yeah, I, I didn't see it, so I don't know. But I mean, he did win the Golden Globe for Best Actor, so you know, I don't know. I didn't see any of these other films either. My only knock yeah. on on Riz Ahmed would be. Um, like his, I mean, his physical embodiment uh, of the role was great in terms of like delivery. I don't, I don't know. I it's, he's so sometimes he kind of seems the same in certain instances, um, but I don't know. Then again, maybe not. I'm thinking about like him in the night of and in Venom. Those are two totally different. So maybe, maybe he could. But I mean, his facial expressions show just straight terror. It's like holy shit! Like, yeah, he's scared as fuck. He don't know what's going on. Yeah, and it's yeah. hard to do because, uh-huh. right, like I said, we have only have a, this small yeah. snapshot of this guy's life in the film. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how. I don't know the range of the character. Besides, all right, he's living. He has these these moments of realization and terror, which you can clearly see on his face. So yeah, I think it, it's very well yeah. acted. I don't know if it's. The, Best actor award? I don't know. That's someone yeah. can sign it above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's in in contention. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be between him, Chadwick Boseman, and um, probably probably Gary Oldman. I think those are going to the top three contenders in my mind. Even though I haven't seen any of the other films, I just know how the Academy works sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say I, I haven't seen um, the the Father Minari or or Mank, but um, I don't know. I've I've heard good things about Steven Yeun's performance from Minari, but again, I have no idea what that movie's about. Like, if it's a war yeah. movie or some kind of wartime wartime movie, you know, those yeah. automatically get. Like brownie points for the judges, so like if that has something to do with like World War Two or like, like whatever. <laughs> I think it's about a Korean family that's like transporting to America. That's what I think it's about. 
And I didn't realize it, but Stephen Young is from Novi. Yeah, he's from Michigan. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I know that either. Yeah. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, and, um, he did. He acted very well in the movie, so I. I it doesn't have to be a good movie for somebody to win Best Actor. I mean, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe, like I hated his character, like emphatically hated his character. And like, maybe that was because he, he he was doing a good job to to make me hate him. But yeah, I <laughs> he was yeah. playing the asshole, trying I, to be the superstar, like trumpet guy. I kind of wish he would have died in the film instead of my main man. What, was it Tennessee? Um, what Delroy? Uh, no, I can't think. Of, I can't. I don't know. Oh, uh, I can't think of the actors' names. It, it was the guy from uh, you know the the Colonel guy from a different world. That guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you had to rate this movie, well, before we go to ratings, final thoughts. Fantastic. Um, I agree. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Like I said, I was on the brink of tears the whole time. I think because I have a little bit of a, you know, control freak in me and to see this dude lose control, uh, you know, it's not like he was making bad choices that was causing his loss of control. It was shit was being taken away from him and he had nothing. He couldn't do anything about it besides scrape and claw to try to get that control back. Um, resonated, you know, very well with me. And then outside of that, I mean, how the sound pulled you into it, how the editing pulled you in. I mean, you know, honestly, if this film doesn't win for best sound or uh, best film editing, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that have been nominated, but uh, I mean, this was an immersive experience, so uh, I really enjoyed it. But um, yeah. yeah, Brian, what about your your final thoughts? Um, to your point, they they draw you in with the sound. That's the entire movie because the the scenes of portraying his deafness and his frustration and all that it's it's through the sound. And like you said, if if it doesn't have that, it's harder to make a connection with the character. Because like immediately in the film yeah. you're mostly connected because it, it throws you right into it, and then throughout the film they they cut the sound on and off, the stereo sound and throughout the whole thing you're feeling his experience, and I think that's probably yeah. the best part of the movie in my opinion just the, to be able to feel the experience and connect with the character. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I agree that the um, the sound mixing of the film to really kind of put the audience into um, that person's um, shoes uh, really was what set this movie off for me. Um, other than that, I, I think uh, it was a enjoyable film to watch. I, I think there were some powerful moments and some powerful themes at play. But um, on, on the whole, you all, you all may, may hate me for it or Snubby, we already know you, Sean. I, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a B, B minus. I mean, that's fair. You know, I, I thought it would be worse. I was going to say, if it's going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the way you like, it up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a C minus, like we just, like you rated um the Snyder <laughs> Cut. I'm like, if you do that, Sean, we can just right. turn this podcast off, bro. Don't be like that. All right. What about you two? I I give it a 
a B, B plus. I really enjoyed it. I'm also I'm thinking A minus. I might watch it again and and give another go and look for more things because I watched it with closed captioning. And so the parts at the beginning I was talking about where he can't really understand what she's saying. It says inaudible. You can't hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what she's saying in the song. Oh, okay. All and right. so maybe like you, and it might oh, yeah. be okay. To your point, because I have the closed caption on, that maybe they were trying to lose. Oh, he's been losing his hearing, and this is just what it kind of sounds mm-hmm. like. So yeah, because yeah, like that, yeah. that wouldn't just happen like overnight. Like that right. wouldn't just be like one day. <laughs> yeah, it seemed no. very sudden in the film, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I took it as. I'm like, man, I can't really hurt the fuck this bitch is saying. So I'm assuming I'm hearing this from his perspective already because I don't know. <laughs> like in the drumming, all you hear but, is him drumming, but then you don't really hear anything else. But you're not even like, yeah. it's it felt like you weren't even hearing the drum. You're just feeling the rhythm of it. You weren't really like hearing the drum in, in terms of exactly. the music. So it seemed like he was just yeah. playing off the rhythm of it anyway. So it might have been yep. an ongoing thing. Is this? It got really bad for him. And he just like, oh, man. And they never even said in the movie, okay, what happened? Did he have some type of disease or mm-hmm. or just like or he's right. been deaf one day? They didn't even say. But yeah, overall I think yeah, it was a don't. B plus. I might might give it an A minus one day I watch it again, but definitely a strong B plus. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I mean I definitely give it an A minus. Um I, I loved it. Um I the only reason why I give it an A minus is because of my own ignorance right i think if i was more inclined to know more about music i think there would have been more things that i would have been able to pick up on you know we kind of talked about like the shirts like you know what were those bands you know that 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 he really liked and some of the background like stuff in the trailer um you know i'm sure that there's some sort of because like i said in the background i could hear the background like the the droning sounds of the background more in the beginning of the film than I could anybody really talking. And I know that was by design. Um, So, you know, for me, you know, I think that, you know, that piece kind of makes it like a step down, but that's on my own accord. I don't know those things. But what I really, you know, I really wish that they would close the gap on was, was it really his love of music or was it his connection to Lou that he was trying to get back? You know, because based on our conversation, you know, it seems like you guys felt as though it was his connection to Lou. I, you know, kind of felt like it was his connection to music, but they found each other within that connection to music. Yeah. Um, so I wish they had to hash that out a little bit more because I just, I don't know. I'd rather it be a, a, a story of trying to make sure you don't lose your, your purpose or your passion yeah. Than just a normal love story, you know. So just for those ambiguities, I kind of knock it from A to A minus. But I love the film. I, I it it resonated well with me, and you know, I honestly thought Sean that you would resonate with it more for the you know the personal reasons you shared earlier. But I guess it's more so a movie about fucking control freaks. So that's why I liked it more. <laughs> well, I, if I'm being honest, I, I think what you just are what you just articulated. Um, really describes kind of another regret that I had because the the original trailer that I saw and like as I was telling like my friends and uh and, and my family like I was watching this movie and I was like oh what's that about I was like oh it's about this this artist who has to choose between like his passion of music and um saving his hearing and so like that's kind of what I was expecting and I do feel 
not that love is wrong, but I do feel like switching to the love aspect or and or the ambiguous nature of it kind of cheapened it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it wasn't love. Maybe it was um, maybe that's his addiction because they didn't yeah. really get too deep into the addiction part of it. They would mention right. little things here that about okay, this is the this is an addictive personality piece, but they didn't say, well, this yeah. is part of your addiction. And they and it was kind mm-hmm. of a. Like I said, it's a blurred line between. All right, is this about him chasing this love, or is him chasing is an addiction to love, addiction to her to keep him from being addicted to his heroin or whatever drug he was on? Yeah, trading one addiction for another. Yeah, yes. So maybe it was just lack of clarification. That's why I gave it the B plus. I'm I'm still thinking maybe A minus. I'm I'm inside a B plus because because I wish I would just know a little bit more of the background. That's my my small little gripe, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am glad that I saw it, though. I I, I did think it was a movie worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. Another one of those where I would have never seen this film had it not been for 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 you, Sean, suggesting it. <laughs> I would have not watched this. I passed on Amazon. I just I don't have like a musical year for the whole pandemic. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Yeah, they've been, they been pumping it up. Every time I turned on the fire stick, it was right there. I just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, there All you right. Go, there we go. Metal. Sound of metal. We'll Fantastic. see what uh, see what the judges or what what the academy says about yeah sound mixing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, the unfortunate part is next week is our dumpster worthy film. So, the, oh, the, the get ready, Dan. Get ready, Dan. So, we always do, you know, this week was Oscar worthy, you know, anything with the Oscar nomination. Uh, dumpster worthy is something like less than like 50% or less on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. So, basically, a critically reviled film. Sometimes mm. it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. We'll see. So, if you tune in next week, tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, everybody. All right.